Father, that you will use my mouth, that you will use my heart, my hands, and my feet, oh God. All that to glorify you, oh God. No one else but you, Lord. Father, I pray, oh God, that every heart and every soul that is under the unction of my voice, Father, their heart will be changed. Father, that their soul will succumb to you, oh God. Father, that your desire, oh God, will be of you, Jesus. That they will choose you over and over and over again. No matter where they find themselves, no matter where we find ourselves, we will choose you over and over and over again. Because, Father, you are good. And you do good. We thank you so much. We give you all the glory. We shine forth in this place, oh God. Let your power be made known in this place, oh God. Father, both now and forever, in the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. I thank God for the opportunity to minister unto his people one more time. I thank God for my pastor and his family. I thank God for the leadership in this place today, and I thank God for you. The Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and the subtopic that we have for today is when you pray, when we pray, recognizing God, 
Lord's Prayer is in two areas. The Lord's Prayer is in two areas here um, in the Bible. The first part is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 to 13. If we can go there, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 to 13. And it says, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, they shall be heard, for they are much speaking. Be not ye therefore like them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our father, which art in heaven. Our father, which art in heaven. We're going to stop there in verse 9. Our father, which art in the Lord's prayer. That as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven. Jesus was known by his disciples as a prayer warrior. He was one person that in every opportunity he got, he snuck away to pray. You know, the um, Bible talks about how he got up in the wee hours of the morning. And from research, we find out that those hours were like 3 a.m. in the morning before daybreak. And he would pray in the life of a Christian, in the life of a follower of Christ. It is something that you ought to do. Jesus never said that in this manner. He said, when you pray. When. That means every upper praying. You ought to be seeking the face of God. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 talks about how, which I said, how he rose up in the um, early part of the morning to, to just solitary himself, to find a place of solitude so he can seek after the Father's will, after the Father's purpose for what he's been. When he was breaking bread with his disciples, he prayed when he was healing people. He prayed when he was asking for the wishes of choosing his disciples. He prayed before performing miracles done. He prayed for you. He prayed for his disciples. And he prayed. And so it is no wonder that the disciples also wanted to learn how to pray. Because it is that he, had, that, um, he was purposed to do. The more that he prayed, the easier it was for him to do these things. Um, and so they wanted to also learn how to pray. They didn't want to just pray any prayer, but they wanted to pray like their master. Amen? They realized that they will only know the essence of prayer. Um, they only want <laughs> God help me. Um, the essence of prayer when they spend time with the master. When they spend time with the master, the more time they spend with the master, the more they will know how. Going back to 
5, he talked to his disciples about the different things um, that they should not be, uh, um, that, that desires to follow after Christ. Uh, the things that they weren't supposed to do. And he told them, when you decide to pray, uh, or when you are going to pray, you cannot just be saying things, just babbling on and on, just speaking um, uh, um, words, that just to speak words. But it has to be some genuine um, uh, um, things about the way that you are praying to God. It had to be, there's a genuinity that had to come with how you pray. Uh. He told them you needed to seclude yourself uh, in prayer uh, so that the distractions of the world would not come at you. Uh. You can when you pray, pray in this manner. Start by saying, our Father. And so then my question was, well, Father, why, Father, why did you say our Father? And the, 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 the revelation that he gave me is that when you say fold and everyone that could come to the fold of Christ for yourself, the disciple didn't just say, teach me how to pray. But he thought about his brothers. Uh, he thought about everybody else. Uh, he knew that whatever was taught to him, uh, one day he will have to pass it on to somebody else. Uh, so he wanted to, for, for God to teach all of us, for Jesus to teach all of them how to pray so that they will know how to pass it on to somebody else. Amen? Back in the old times, back in the olden days, in the Old Testament, every name of, of God was something that he displayed to them. Whether he was Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Nisi, knew him as their God, um, Elohim. They knew him um, as, as what he showed them. But they never really understood the essence of who he is for us. We had been separated for so long because of sin. Amen. That he had a longing for us. And he knew the only way that he can, he can get that relationship with us uh, is if we come to know who he is. So he sent Jesus. And the Bible said, the Bible talks about how um, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 11, that the Father is in him. And he is in the First John chapter 4 talks about how God is love. Even though they didn't really come to the understanding of it, uh, because they didn't really see it in action. What they saw is he is almighty. Uh, he is Elohim. Uh, what they saw, this was the promise that was sent uh, so that we can see the true love of God. Jesus was sent so he can see, we, we can see the true love of God. So when he said, when you pray, say, our father. He was already bringing you into him. Before he even died on the cross, he was already bringing us into him. Amen? He is the love that God wanted to exemplify to his people. He is that love that God wanted, wanted us to recognize when we come unto him. Amen? The love that Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse uh, um, I think verse 1 going. We can go there. It's a long chapter. We know that as the supremacy of love chapter. Amen? He talked about how, how uh, uh, um, um, even though a person speaks with tongues of men and of angels, that if they don't have love, it is nothing. But Jesus did speak with the tongues of men and angels. Amen. He was showing us that love. Amen. 
He will into your love, into your life. Uh, the, heart, the love that understands all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith. Uh, the love that separates. Uh, the love. The love that does not boast. The love that does not resent. The love that rejoices. The love that rejoices, not just in, in, in goodness, but even when, when things are not going right. He's not rejoicing because your th things are not going right in your life. But he, re he's rejo he, he has that, that love of, of joy in him all the time. And he wants to show you that love. The love that is patient. Amen. That love is the love that caused him to go out of his way to meet up with that woman at the well. That same love. That same love. He could have left her in her sins. He could have left her in her situation. But that same love caused him to go and wait. So I, I was reading about, about this, this woman, and, I, and, 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 and the research told me that back in the, in the, in the olden days, or so in the Hebrew times, you know, it is in the morning or it is in the evening. Amen? But this woman had to go there at noontime to avoid... I am imagining that this woman uh, uh, may have had a, a rough life that, that caused her to have a need for that love. It caused her to have some kind of a, a, a longing for that love. That love caused her to, to get married the first time, which I, 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 I am sure because I'm married, you, you marry for love and you marry thinking, oh, that is going to last. This person is going to love me. But, but that didn't work. That didn't work for her. So she moved on to, 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 to marriage number two. And it still didn't work. And I'm sure because she, 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 she didn't know God as well as she should, she didn't get healed from that first marriage. So she took the, the baggage from that marriage and moved it to marriage number two. And then took the baggage from marriage number two and marriage number one and moved it to marriage number three. Because she was still longing for a love that she could not find. She moved on all the way until she got to marriage number five. And then afterwards, I imagine that she decided, you know, I have been looking for love for such a long time. It doesn't seem to be working for me. So she's now just living with a man. And I'm sure that she came and talked about. And things were going on in her life that seemed so bad for her that she just didn't want to see the crowd. So she came at a time meeting for her. He sent his disciples away because he didn't want that distraction. He talked to the Sumerian uh, um, people. So he didn't want distractions. He sat there and he had a conversation with her. He communicated with her. And she communicated with him. And in their communication, she discovered who he is. The person of love that he has, she has been longing for all her life. And when she encountered him, dropped everything 
and ran to go call all the neighbors to let them know, I have found the love. That love that I've been seeking for all my life, I have found it. I have found this love. You have to understand, when you come to God, we, when we come to God, Him is love. He, he's literally the very epitome, the very emblem of love. And so when, when, when we're recognizing that love and we come to him, we know that no matter where we find ourselves, when we get on our knees to pray, that love is patient enough and kind enough and endures all and knows all that he hears our prayer. He answers our prayer. And even if the situation doesn't turn around, just what, the first time that you pray, but that he knows and he understands and he sees Prayer should allow us to recognize it. Because when we don't recognize it, the person of who he is, we miss it. We are not, we are not just praying to the almighty father. We are not just praying to the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is all of that. But most of all, he is love. He is the very essence of love. And he wants us to recognize that love when we pray. Because it is that love that will change your situation. It is that love that will change your perspective. It is that love that will change your life. They did not know him in the past as the God of love. They knew him by his power, by his grace, by his righteousness. And he is still all these things. But he wants you and I to recognize him as the God of love. So that when we come to him, uh, when we come to him, uh, we see how much he loves us and how he washes over us with his love and how he thinks about us and that everything he is doing in your life, uh, it may not seem right to you right now or it may not seem like, it may not be the thing that you understand, but it is completely and totally out of his love for you and I. Amen. I, am, I, I, I went back to Job, and, and, and I was asking God, I'm like, Father, if you are the God of love, why did you allow all these things to happen in your life, even when it doesn't seem like God hears and understands? It is out of the love that he has for you and I. Behind it. And if you just allow that love to wash over you, when you pray, when you seek his faith, the love that God has for you and I. Amen. When we pray, God desires for you to recognize you, but you're praying for everyone that is in the fold, everyone that is coming to the fold, everyone that is already in the fold. He could have said, Lord God Almighty. He could have said, Lord Father. He could have said anything, but he said, our Father, our Father, you, me, everyone, our Father. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter your race, your creed. It doesn't matter your, if you're a man or a woman. He said our. The our means that we are all inclusive. The our means that he is the only father. Even if we didn't grow up with fathers, even if we didn't grow up with, with, with the experience of that love, he is it. And if we look to him, he will show you and I great and mighty things. Amen? The secrets, the hidden things of God is in his love. 
the hidden things of God is in his love. And if you tap into it, he, uh, David, David, David has such a, a wonderful relationship with God that when you read through the Psalms, you can tell how much he adored God. But he only got a glimpse of God as love, as pure love. He only got a glimpse because until Jesus came, they really didn't get the understanding of it. And the fact that we got to, we, 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 we are in the, in the dispensation that we get to experience that, it is amazing. It is beauty to seek his face. He is holy and his glory shines forth. But more given love, he is love. He's not just giving you love. He's not just giving me love. Amen. It changes your perspective about life. God is who he says he is. The way he said to pray, it's not just uh, uh, um, um, repeating the words, our Father in heaven, uh, uh, hallowed be your name, but recognizing the person to whom you are praying to. That makes a difference. When you recognize him, not just as holy, not just as the king, not just as almighty, not just as glorious, not just as, uh, not just as uh, uh, um, righteousness, but as the God of love. Amen? As the God of love. It changes. It changes your prayer life. It changes the way you see God. It changes the way you pray. It changes the way you do everything you are. When you realize that even when you were in your sins, I keep saying you, me, even when we were in our sins, even when we were in our sins, he still loved us. He loved us beyond ourselves. He loved us in spite of ourselves. It doesn't change just because today you did something wrong. It doesn't change just because, you know, uh, uh, um, um, you didn't pray well enough yesterday or you didn't worship enough, you know, the other day. He loved you in spite of yourself. And because it's not change, that does not change. I love it when Paul said nothing, you know. Paul had been through a whole lot of stuff that he could have thought at any time. I mean, he could have said, oh, I am so bad. I've done so many bad things that God can't love me anymore. But he said nothing, nothing, nothing in heaven, nothing on earth, no principalities, no powers of darkness. Nothing can separate me from that love. The love of God is not something that we have to um, conjure up or anything like that. It is who he is. It is who he is. And like the scripture said, he has no, 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 no shadow of turning. He has no variations. Who he is is who he is. And he is, a, he is a God of love. And because he's a God of love, he wants us to recognize that when we get down on our knees.